This is the Tired of Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. Sorry for the late upload, y'all, but, you know, um, I had a very, very eventful and productive weekend, and um, I'm looking to carry that momentum, man. I'm hoping that it's it's crazy how, you know, whatever you're doing on the weekend, you can kind of carry that energy into the week. Um. Or use it, use it to use use whatever it is that has happened to you or what you were working on on the weekend. Use that energy, use that use that momentum um, to carry you through the week. You know, if you were doing a lot of things that you were relaxed that helped that helped you relax during the week, um, that should transfer into you know useful energy throughout the week. But I can understand how like that could put you in a mode of laziness too. <laughs> so be careful, but. Um, I had a very, very prevent, a very, very eventful and productive, um, week and I'm looking to carry that on. I'm looking to carry that momentum right into this, um, I mean weekend and I'm looking to carry that right on into this week. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. I'm going to make sure that, but yeah, um, happy Monday to y'all. I know Monday isn't the, the happiest day of the week for most um, and I beg you to, I challenge you to try to ch- try to change the narrative of that, you know, um, start looking forward to Mondays, um, because I used to dread them. I used to dread them. Now I anticipate them. Now I anticipate them. So, uh, I challenge you to, you know, to change that if that's something that you definitely struggle with. But, um, and if it's something job related, the reason why you hate looking forward to Mondays, maybe you should look into why you don't, why you don't, um, you know, um, why you feel that way when you wake up on a Monday. Might be time for, you know, a career change or something. But um, anyway, yeah, let's get into it, man. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all this week about being prideful and how... Pride and pettiness are like favorite cousins of each other. Uh, And it's just something I just noticed recently. Um, I always knew about pride, being prideful, and I always knew about being petty. But it's wow how they definitely are cousins that have play dates. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they are first cousins. They rock with each other heavy. You know, they love each other. So, yeah, I was talking to my father and, you know, my father always talks about like back in his day and like he always talks about how he done messed up so much. He don't really talk about how he messed up anything. He just talk about how like the relationships between people like family members of ours, first cousins of his um, uncles of mine, so brothers of his you know, how, like, they don't rock with each other, but these dudes are off being real successful guys and doing a thing, running, you know, great businesses and doing great things out here in the world, and they kind of look at him like, they don't rock with my dad, and they'll never, and he never gets into why they don't rock with him. Um, It's more so, like, he just brushes it under the, you know, under the rug, like, it's just, it's nothing to him, whatever, he just laughs it off. And 
it leads me to believe that it was something that's real, real petty that happened between them years and years and years ago that both of them are still holding on to. And I don't know who is the one that's, you know, both parties are still holding on to. And I don't know who's the, the, the culprit, who who is the, you know, what's the reasoning behind all of this, thing, all of these things happening. But um, I will say that um, it's just, it's unfortunate, man. And I don't want to live my life like that. I don't. I told y'all in a previous podcast that like, I'm definitely on this year, this year alone, I'm definitely reaching out to like family members, cousins, you know, I'm definitely trying to be more involved in my like siblings lives, um, seeing what they into, like, you know, we kind of get lost in the, in the shuffle of things, but I don't want anything festering, anything that they feel like, uh, could be a hindrance between me and their and their bond. I don't want I don't want that to be the thing that kind of like has a serious strain between us because it's amazing what that little that little seed of of pettiness or pridefulness could do over time. You know, it grow into a strong ass tree of just y'all just of separation between you and this other person. You know, where it could have been just something that just could have been just um could have been just talked out or like just more I guess having more communication with someone because it's another another thing is you know lack of communication builds that that bridge too it, it kind of builds a bridge of, of of boundaries between you and another person that's just and that's just you and lack of communication between them you and the other person that's wild how just you might not even had no real issues with this particular person but over time since y'all haven't been talking um it's weird that that you know that that boundary bridge between y'all is weird how it just it's built now and it's you know it's got tolls on it and you know constant traffic on it but y'all not talking y'all on each y'all on opposite sides of each bridge and y'all not y'all just not talking for whatever reason y'all let your lives get in the way you know um you let life happen to you. That person let life happen to them, vice versa. So it's like I said, um, I, and I'm not, I'm not going into, um, I'm not going in my 2021 and beyond. I don't want to go in like that. So, um, but yeah, man, I was, like I said, I was talking to my father and he was just telling me, you know, he talks to me about like, this is my biological father. My adoptive father died, uh, my adoptive father died when I was 10. Um, my biological father is still alive. He's still here. Um, he lives down in Florida. But uh, whenever I have conversations with him, like he goes on, he goes on rants about like his history. And like he asked me a little bit about what I'm doing. But then it goes off into, you know, his past and. Um, he never talked about what he could have done better, you know, like he, it's always like a laughing moment. And it's like, I feel like it's something that he just don't want to deal with. And I'm not even necessarily saying it's completely his fault because I really don't know my biological side. I know just enough of my biological side, but I don't know. I don't know, uh, my uncles and like, I don't know. I know of them, but I don't know them. You know, it could be something that they did. You know, that my father just felt betrayed about because that's the thing, too. Like, it's amazing what happens when 
how you let pride get in the way of you just going high when someone went low, you know, and, um, you know, shout out to, to, uh, Michelle Obama for that. <laughs> Cause I think that was her, like her, her line that Charlotte may be always using, but, um, but yeah, it's amazing what happens when you go high when someone is definitely going low and you could feel like you're to blame for a person, you know, being a certain way instead of them taking ownership of whatever it is that they are dealing with. And, you know, we got different types of pride out here. Like, you know, you got people that are just pride, prideful about, you know, their political stance. You got the you got the white guys that ride around with the with the camouflage uh with the hunting gear on and they got the big ass Trump sign hanging from their F-150 with the, with the dirt tires on it. You know what I mean? Like that's pride right there. You already know that this man was a horrible leader for this country, but you refuse to let that, (laughs) you refuse to let that go, you know? Um, And again, this ain't a political podcast, so I could care less what those people are doing, but, but yeah, that's a prideful thing. And then you got like people that are just prideful about, you know, where they're from. You know, like, have you ever seen a prideless Jamaican? No. <laughs> someone who is from, someone who is Haitian, a prideless Haitian, a non-prideful Haitian? No, you haven't. You know, like, especially here in the States, you know, um, even like, you know, people from Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, like, yeah, they got signs and flags all over the place, all on their cars. And, you know, like it's people being prideful from where for for where they are from. Um, And I guess that's like a healthy pride, you know, like I talk to you all the time about me being from Chester, like and I'm prideful about being from from Chester. And it's mainly because of the fire that comes with with being from Chester, like the hate that comes from being with being from our city, you know, and, and actual, the actual, um, overcoming of, of coming out of that, that hate, you know, coming out of the city and, um, trying to make something of myself, uh, keeps me prideful with my roots of, um, coming from the city, you know, coming from Chester, Pennsylvania. So, but yeah, I feel like that that's healthy pride. Um, but then you have the pride that can hurt you. You know, I feel like if I wasn't so prideful early on in in fatherhood and me and my child's mother, uh in my in me and my child's mother's relationship, um not not necessarily like a relationship like boyfriend and girlfriend relationship but just fostering a healthier relationship so that we could we could progress a lot earlier um with how we how we were going about raising our child i felt like i could have dodged so many fires that i was just so many so many you know collisions <laughs> and accidents just taking the higher road, you know, now I'm not necessarily saying that's always the right way to go because people will use that, um, to their advantage, knowing that you will always take the high road. People will definitely be like, I could do whatever I want because that person's always going to be the bigger person. You don't want that. You don't want that. People will definitely use that to their advantage. Um, but what I was saying was more so like there were some things that were said between me and her early on, um, 
and we were just we weren't on the right we weren't when she was pregnant we just weren't on the right page at all it was a constant just battle just a constant just fight every time we picked up the phone it was just disses it was just every time we text each other it was just like you know finger finger pointing and blaming and it was it 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 didn't need to happen you know um but i was early you know in my defense i was i was i wasn't expecting a child at the time even though i did put that in the universe um that i wanted to be a father early on i wasn't expecting a child um but i did nothing to prevent that either (laughs) you know so like what would denzel say man when you in in, um in the equalizer when you when you pray for rain you gotta you know expect the mud you gotta you gotta deal with the mud like it's the same thing you know um I didn't pray to be an early father, but that was the rain that I had to deal with. Um, that was the rain that I got. So in the mud, you know, came after that. And that was just me sucking it up and being a father that I knew um, my fa- that I knew my family would would despise if I wasn't. You know, what I mean, like, I mean, I'm glad to have the, the backbone and support of my family. Um, and I'm going off on a tangent right now, but I'm glad to have the support of my family because my family is the type of family that they won't allow me to be a trash father. They just won't allow it. You know, like they, my sisters, they'll get on me, you know, like they, they, they are that type. Why, where is my, where is my niece at? Where, like, why ain't she with you? Like they are that type, (laughs) you know, um, and, you know, to a certain extent, my mom is a very, very, anybody that knows my mom knows my mom is kind of like laid back and stuff like that. But in behind closed doors, my mom gets on me for for certain things. Um, she hasn't done that in a while. But it, if I was a deadbeat father, my mom would be all on my ass. And um, and I think that comes from my family being prideful of just how we raise kids in our family, period. Like everybody's kids belong to everybody in the family. And, you know, we kind of live by that old credo, like, yo, like, I don't care that's your mom. Like, I'll bust your ass right here. Like, we we kind of, <laughs> you know, like, you disrespect me, I'll bust your ass right here. That's the type of family that I come from, you know. Um, and that could come from your aunt, a third cousin, whoever's around. <laughs> whoever's around can bust your ass. So, um, yeah. Yeah, um, just to circle back around to what we're talking about, uh, pride can definitely be a killer of that. Pride could definitely be a killer of that. And when I talk to my father about when he talks to me about things that, you know, happened in his past and how it literally changed the whole trajectory of how we are raised, how me and my sisters are raised, you know what I mean, how we go about our lives, you know, like, I legit have well-to-do family members that I don't know like that, and it's not even about, you know, I had this conversation with my boy Chuck again, and I also had this conversation with my boy Ace, um, it's not even about, it's not even about us, um, like, I'm not even hitting my family members up because they're well-to-do, because they got bread, you know, it's the, it's more the fact that, like, yo, I'm living in a whole other family ecosystem, 
you know, like with my adopted family, it's an entirely different ecosystem that I was raised in. Um, And like, here I am, I got uncles and stuff like that, that been doing a thing. And um, I don't know them, you know, and I made it my business to reach out to them. At least one of them. Um, I found one of them on LinkedIn. My father told me it's his baby brother. And I found one of them on LinkedIn. I reached out to him and I just, you know, told him that I was, you know, Vance's, my, my father's uh, middle name is Vance. So everybody calls him Vance. Uh, but I was just, you know, you know, I'm Vance's son, you know, um, you know, I gave him a little brief overview, like, you know, um, me being in foster care and, you know, I have a child and all of that stuff or whatever. And this was like maybe a couple years ago, you know, he accepted my, my request, my connection request on LinkedIn but he never replied back. And I don't know if he read the message. I don't even know if he's even active on there. I went to his page and it didn't. I haven't seen any like posts or anything like that. So he might not even be active. He might be one of those people that just clears the notification of um clears the notification and just gets off of there. You know what I mean? Like it's people that's out here that do that. But anyway, um yeah, I think about that. I think about stuff like that, you know. Um and I don't want to live my life like that because it's while the pettiness of that, the pettiness that festers in you being prideful is just, that's the part that, that is the part that you really should be paying attention to, in my opinion. Um, because that's the part that will have you. And then it's like, I think, well, let me finish the thought. That's the part that will have you definitely doing unquestionable things you know um things that make you things that make you look at um people a certain way people that you hang with people that you've been around forever you know um and you and after a while it becomes entertainment to you when it shouldn't be you know and i know we kind of put pettiness on this like smaller stool like the, we kind of put pettiness on a smaller tier of things where we shouldn't be paying attention to it. But me, in my opinion, I feel like that's one of those things that like you don't want to be known as the person that's just petty, in my opinion. Like I get it. Like I know some people wear that as a badge like, oh, I'm the petty friend. Like, nah, to me, it's, it, it seems it to me. Pettiness is kind of forged in like immaturity. You know what? I'm not even going to dance around that. I believe it is. Um, it's okay to be petty when you're when it's funny. You know, when you just being sarcastic or whatever. But pettiness, um, all of those are related. Pridefulness, pettiness, and being naive are all like they all related. They all like they all the cousins that show up with the Louis bag, you know, in the new Benz, you know, they, they leasing, they, they, they're cousins. They, they, the cousins that compete with each other. They're the cousins that compete with each other, but they all the same. Like they're all, they're all alike in some way, in most ways. So, <laughs> uh, and y'all gonna know every family member, every family structure has those, those cousins that, you know, we, we make it seem like it, the link up is, you know, say like Thanksgiving, um, when all the cousins get together and 
but it's really like a small little competition. Like they want to see how you coming along. You gained any weight, you know, like what your new car looking like, you know, like they, they trying to make a, a base foundation on, on a base overview on what you look like aesthetically, you know? So like, and I feel like pridefulness, pettiness and naiveness are all that those are the three cousins they all they they they, they're fire from an aesthetic standpoint like yeah you don't really when you look at them it's like damn like they really got it going on you know but below the um surface level man it, it, it could be some things that it could be some things that um kind of carry you to a place where it's not productive going forward and that's my mission to break all of that up, man. I'm not, um, I've never been a petty guy. Like I've never, even when, even when I've done anything that was petty, I cleared it up immediately. Like I was, I wasn't the, um, the guy to, um, just let it just sit with me, you know, like, um, because it just didn't feel right. And it's amazing what, like, to me, it's amazing what pettiness does to your overall kinetic energy. You know, it just it can literally if you're not a petty person, you will feel it immediately. You'll feel it immediately. But if you're a person that kind of that kind of welcomes pettiness, or you're a person that is petty yourself, um, you won't feel it immediately. Because it's just like training in the gym. Like you know, after a while, you doing legs don't really bother you anymore. You doing chin ups or push ups or you know um, curls. It doesn't really bother you anymore. You know why? Because you've been training at that. Um, and I feel the same way about, you know, being very prideful and being petty and just being naive. Like you just constantly training yourself. And, oh, man, we can really get into being naive because um, naiveness is just. It's blinding all the way around, you know, and some people can't help it. That's the messed up part about being you can help being petty. You can help that immediately. Even being prideful, you can help that immediately. I feel like that's something that you can work on right then and there. But being naive, na being naive can get you killed for real. You know, like I'm talking about dead, dead. Like I'm talking about urn ashes on the in the urn over top of the fireplace dead. You know what I mean? Um, just being naive. And I always talk about growing up where we come from and... <laughs> it's not many naive people up in the city, you know, and the ones that are naive, they usually be, they, they get killed off because, uh, because, you know, they let it drive them there. But, and we, that's probably a whole other podcast really, but I, I promise you all of these things go hand in hand, being prideful, being petty, being naive. They all go hand in hand. They all are favorite cousins of each other. And because of that, um, because of that, um, some people just won't progress. But you got it's not your job to figure out why that happens, you know, and to bring this all full circle, like talking to my father and my dad always talks to me about like messed up situations that has happened within our family dynamic that could have, um, you know, could have changed, again, the trajectory of how we um, how me and my sisters and even my sisters and brothers that are not um, from my father. My father only has the three. He only has me and my two sisters as his kids, as his children. 
Um, my mother had, a, you know, my mother had a slew of other kids outside of my father. So, um, but even like the stories and stuff that I hear about my mother, my biological mother, who I did know well, I did know her well too. Like I knew her, um, she died when I was 17. So I've known her all the way up until then. But um, we were in foster care. I was in foster care. I got adopted at four. I went into foster care, I think at two, maybe even one. Um, and I got adopted at four. So I was in legit foster care for about legit foster care for about three years and then when we got adopted um we became you know we became my mom became our legal our legal guardians and we were no longer wards of the state um but yeah um my sister b she was going on three and gina was an infant um when she got when she got adopted but gina um my sister gina my baby sister she um she was actually she would have been on a whole different page and this is totally off topic but my sister Gina was actually one of she was with one of the heirs of the Sears Corporation so she was with some white family that had super dumb bread and I'm talking about Sears the Sears that be on the other side of JC Penney back in the day remember at the malls it'd be Sears and then JC Penney or Sears and then Boscobs or whatever like, yeah, she was one of the heirs of the Sears Corporation. My mom had to fight to get us all together. My mom fought for like three years, three or four years in the courts to keep me and my two sisters together. She already had me and my sister B, but um, Gina was with one of the heirs of the Sears Corporation. And they were going to adopt her. And shit, man, we probably wouldn't even know who my sister was. She probably had been some bougie chick up in boarding school uh, you know over in England somewhere um you know learning like nine different languages or whatever and you know um she probably wouldn't even know who he was if it wasn't for my mom keeping us all together so again shout out to my mom I'm gonna shout my mom out but anyway yeah man um I hope I shed some light on that but this was something that I was thinking about uh recently and um, again, I'm sorry for the late, uh, usually these joints be up at like midnight, but, um, I was tending to, you know, a lot of things and I had a very, very, like I said, productive and eventful weekend. Yo, I made my first turkey meatloaf. I made a meatloaf before, but, um, I made my very first turkey meatloaf and it was a success, man. I was very, very proud of myself. It came out nice and moist, man. I didn't really have no real issues. Usually turkey can kind of be like super, like since turkey is like super lean, it might come out like kind of dry. Turkey is definitely like one of the more boring meats that you got to do a lot too, kind of like with chicken. And um, that's probably why it's in abundance everywhere. You can find it everywhere because because the shit's trash. It's just chilling up in the meat section, just waiting to be, you know, gripped up because, you know, because it's just, it's just a trash meat that, uh, <laughs> that you got to do so much too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like trying to, it's like trying to unwrap a, a really, really ratchet chick. <laughs> try to get her away from all of that stuff that she's been like building herself up to you know and um 
it's the same thing with like turkey meat yo you like you gotta do so much man but anyway um anyway y'all i gave y'all 30 minutes man i'm about to get ready for work get my ass up this highway um i'm hoping y'all have a productive week man like i said if whatever you were doing this weekend kind of use that energy use that if you were being if you focused on being relaxed this weekend um Maybe you do need more relaxation throughout the week. Spread your work out if you can, you know, um, kind of prioritize what you deem as more important um, and and go from there. Make an outline, a mental outline of, yo, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Like, go from there. Because I promise you at the other end of that is... Um, it's probably where you need to be at mentally at the end of all of that. Friday, you should look up and be like, yo, I feel I feel at peace with how my week went, you know. And if you were very productive this weekend, that might be telling of what you need to be doing throughout the week. Because that's exactly what I'm going to use it as. Like, I, I really use how I'm feeling throughout the weekend as a catalyst for what I need to do this week. I need to, I definitely, oh man, I got my daughter's, I got to take my daughter to her dentist appointment, her orthodontist appointment on the 20th. I just remembered that. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, y'all get at me. Um, tired of talking pod at gmail.com. The emails have been flowing. Um, I'm gonna get to some of those topics this week, you know, and I'm gonna see y'all on the other side. Peace.